Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. This is Sports Day for Kia. Introducing the all-new Kia Carnival, Australia's first GUV. You're welcome to Sports Day with Badge and Sat. After what was an action-packed weekend of sport, not only rugby league, but we had some uh, some AFL action. Of course, the Masters was won this morning, and what a great scene! The first Japanese winner of the Masters. Oh yeah, he amazing could scenes right now. He'll uh, he'll be set for life. What a bit of money he's going to create! Amazing. Uh, oh. Did you did you get up each morning and watch it? I did uh, Sunday morning and this morning. I I got up this morning and I had all intentions of of watching it. Yep. And I was fiddling around doing a couple of things, and I thought, oh, there's something I've got to do. And my wife goes, come on, let's go for a walk. And we, we got, like, we walked about half an hour to our to the shops, and she said, oh, let's stop and have a coffee. And I went, oh, right, oh, yeah, there's something going on. I can't remember what it is. Okay, no, no, oh, remember no, like no, a goldfish? I, don't have, I don't have to. No, I'm not going to work it. No, there's no, I'm not, oh, no, I don't have to, no meetings yet. Right, <laughs> we got home about quarter past nine. We were up there for hours talking about, got back, I went, I missed the goal. Mm. Every bit of the last. Well, if day. you're looking for an Aussie to win it, Mark Leishman didn't have a great round four, 73. Uh, but he ended up finishing tie fifth. Cam Smith went a couple under for the day, yeah. so that helped him, and he was about eighth or ninth or something, yeah. wasn't he? But, but it, was, it was great yeah. scenes from the winner today. Don't forget, you can text us anytime, 0477 736 736. Anything you want to have your opinion on, or you can get us on Twitter also at Sports Day. QLD. A couple of Queensland footy sides had a good win. Absolutely. Now I'm one, talking about league. Yeah, one nearly gave it up. But at the eighth wonder of the world, Leichhardt full oh, on a gals, Sunday afternoon. Yeah. But you know what? You've got to get your first win any way you can, can't mm. you, Badge? Uh, Kia top seven from the weekend's action. We'll go across that. And a hot topic as well, which is surrounding a big name change, possibly at the Brisbane Broncos, the maybe on the cards. The highly paid player at the Broncos. Is it the right move? Like... Sports Day, Sports Update. Yeah, a couple of really good wins by Queensland sides over the weekend. Uh, the Brisbane Broncos, of course, all the way back on Thursday night, beaten comprehensively by the, the Brisbane Broncos. I will say, but Badge, I thought I thought they were really brave in the first half. I thought they were really good. Uh, that, that try just before half time to Adam Reynolds from Dane Gagai, individual effort. Mm. That, that really, I suppose, broke their will a little bit because going into the break, they're looking at a, what, a 10-4, if... if if I can remember, 10-4 scoreline possibly. It was going to be pretty close, yeah. yeah. Look, 10-6. 35-6. Mm. Are you saying that doesn't really do justice to the – because I didn't think the Rabbitohs played their best footy in some way, Sats. Oh, you know what? I, I agree with you, and I had the same conversation on uh, on the next the, – the Friday morning with some mates. But I reckon, I reckon we've lowered our expectations on Brisbane. If they played like that a couple of years ago, you go, gee, they're soft, aren't they? Yeah. They're in the middle of letting mm. in a lot of points. But I think we've lowered our expectations. Oh, they've only let in a couple. They just can't – you know, it's a mental toughness, you know, defence, isn't it? It's just dragging your butt to that next 
place you've got to be where you're not expected to make it when you're defending on your line. You just you just go over and above and they fall apart. Well, you, you look, and that comes with maturity, doesn't it? And you look at their body language when they concede a uh, a couple of six agains or a try that scores that gets scored against them that blows it out to three try lead, whatever it may be. The whole the whole body image and the body language just changes with the yeah. Broncos. And it's about just forgetting about it. Remember like a goldfish, forget about it. Let's just get on with the next the next set of six. When they're in trouble, they need someone to lead them out of that trouble. Exactly. And that's not there. And I think that's why Anthony Milford is, is on the outer, finally. Mm. He's, he's, he's on the outer and it seems as though he's going to be – we're going to talk about it soon. Yep. You know, going, getting dropped back to, uh, to the seconds or, or play for one of the feeder clubs or somewhere on the outside. But, you know, they need some – it's okay when you're in the lead – but they don't do that very often. No, they don't. Do they? They're not no. lead to. Uh, they did against the Bulldogs. They looked really good. But against the tough sides, you you're know what? not going to always be leading. Just in increments. They're slowly, slowly getting better. Slowly. The scoreline doesn't doesn't mm. show that. But I think they're slowly getting better. It's not good enough. They're slowly getting better. But the other two Queensland sides, of course, oh. the Cowboys going down to Leichhardt, which is hostile territory on a Sunday afternoon, a beautiful Sunday afternoon, and so much emotion which some clients can work against the side, yeah, the yeah. Tigers. And then, of course, you've got the, the Gold Coast Titans, who were just amazing. We called Fantastic. this game on Saturday. Can I just say, back on the Cowboys, they bombed a couple of tries early. Yeah. Should have led by even more. They almost lost. If they'd lost that game, it would have been oh, an absolute travesty. They would have been completely shattered. But they managed to hold on and win 34-30. But they bombed a couple early, one on either, either wing. Um, and they, geez, they look they classy and their kicking game was on song. The, the Titans... Wow, they made the Knights look like a, a bottom two side. Bunch of school kids. Really did. Mm. And it was still a pretty good night side. I know Mitch Pierce was missing, but still, it's a pretty good night side. And they just couldn't compete with them. When Got they, when the they put the foot down. Yeah, just and it bad. wasn't just David Fafita either. No, he was, he's amazing. The stuff that he can do when, but you and when I, he's one-on-one. You and I, oh. 20 minutes into the game, are actually saying, is, David, where he was. is David Fafita out there? Oh, I, was, you know, I said he's got to go looking for the ball. Yeah. He didn't. And all of a sudden... Five minutes later, he exploded onto a pass and ran over the top of a couple of players. I just love – you know what he does when he, he's in the clear? And we said, I said this in commentary. Backs himself. You, well, yeah, but you've got, you've got a fullback or someone coming across in cover. You, you try to step inside them or run around them or fend them. He straightens up on yeah. them and runs straight through them because he knows <laughs> there's probably no one in the comp – well, not many – that can actually stop him one-on-one when he's, when he's just running straight at you. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how – the closest thing I can remember is – me trying to tackle and everyone else trying to tackle Eric Growth. Well, and Mel. When, just, Mel, oh, Mel, when Mel, used Mel to did exactly the get same. Open space. He could explode through you. Yeah. And you just, where am I going to tackle him? He just wasn't anywhere. It's not how, it's not that they won on Saturday, the Gold Coast Titans against the Knights. It's it's how they did it. Yeah. They're playing a really good style of rugby league. Their forwards are showing a lot of skill. They're not scared to you use the ball from sideline to sideline. How good is Corey Thompson playing? Jared Wallace. Right. It's the best game I've seen Jared Wallace ever play in his career. Yeah, he, was he showed great. really good creativity. He's found something extra in his game. Came up with They've an amazing good... try scoring uh, tackle, uh, try saving tackle on Gemmet Shimasaki. They've got great depth in the forwards and, and a couple of very, very good forwards that haven't got a game this year. Yeah. Essie and, and um, Sam McIntyre. So, yeah, looking good. That, there was a real positive there from for the Queens, from the Queensland point of view. Yeah. If you could put put aside what the Broncos did on uh, on Thursday night, I thought the Cowboys were really well coached as well. Everyone would have been building up, ready for a big defensive set from the Tigers. All so much emotion, Tommy Rodonigas, and then all of a sudden, the first time they get this, the ball in their own quarter, they went pass, pass, pass to Hamaso Tabuai Fido, 
who Nathan Black. Because the Tigers like, are all jammed in, ready to smash. Let's him. just load up. We're going to get stuck into them. And Toddy Payton's gone. No, no, we're going to go away from that. It was really well coached. Yeah. Really well coached. So yeah, good victory by both sides. And um, when he, the South Sydney Rabbitohs are going to lose Adam Reynolds. We're thinking now in 2022. And Damien Cook was asked about what impact that would leave if Adam Reynolds was to leave the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Oh, look, I've spoken to Adam and I've told him, you know, he's a big reason why I come to the club. He was a halfback, uh, obviously, at the time, and obviously another player like Greg Inglis was there as well. So it was a big reason why I wanted, wanted to go across to the Bunnies um, and enjoy, enjoyed playing alongside him as well. Uh, he's got one of the best kicking games in the competition. And, you know, for a player like that to leave leave our club, that's going to put a lot of pressure on uh, the next half who comes in and obviously on Cody and myself as well to make sure we can uh, uphold that standard of kicking game that Adam's had for so long here. So... Uh, mate, he brings a lot of calmness across the group, uh, especially for me as well. I know if he's outside me, uh, you know, I'm pretty calm out in the field as well. And, um, you know, I back him all the way. And, uh, you know, I'd love to see him stay. That's the, that's the cool thing about this sport. Uh, he may have to move on, but, you know, let's hope that uh, they can all work it out somehow. Uh, but hopefully sooner rather than later uh, for, for his case as well. If he was auditioning for a spot at the Broncos on Thursday night, then they'd pretty just about sign him, wouldn't yeah. they? Um, now, both Queensland AFL teams went down, uh, but the saving grace was the AFLW yes. side. The, uh, the Brisbane Lions are into their third grand final. That's against the Adelaide Crows uh, after they beat Collingwood. Uh, in Playing a in Adelaide on Saturday. Yes, they've mm. lost both of theirs. Uh, Adelaide have won twice. They're Adelaide a, actually beat them in the first one, 2017. Adelaide Crows uh, AFLW's team, they're a juggernaut. They've lost one of their best players. Outstanding. So probably mm. got a concussion. Uh, and shouldn't be allowed to play, uh, we think. And the Brisbane Raw had a, uh, a good victory over MacArthur, 2-1. So Much needed win. Finally, uh, for the last few months, they haven't been able to have a win. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, this is Sports Day for Kia. Introducing the all-new Kia Carnival, Australia's first GUV. We're going to talk to Chris Nelson from Racing Queensland next. This is Sports Day for Kia. Introducing the all-new Kia Carnival, Australia's first GUV. On Sports Day, time for a Racing Queensland update. Queensland is your place to race this year. Each and every week, Chris Nelson joins us on Sports Day. How are you, Chris? How was your weekend? Do you uh, get much success? No, a few too many uh, seconds for me, unfortunately, Sats. But uh, good afternoon to yourself and Badge, and I hope you had a better weekend than I did. <laughs> well, I think Badge did. Badge, you had a not a bad well, weekend, didn't well, you? Well, I had it. It was going okay, but then a mate said, got to get on Cascadian in... Uh, it was the Doncaster, wasn't oh. it? Mm. And um, yep. beautiful, beautiful run. So that's, uh, yeah. Did you get on? Yep. Oh, nice. Yep. Good $3 start. each Thanks way. Thanks for the... Uh, th- yeah. Thanks for the text, <laughs> yeah. by the way. Sorry. Uh, so what's <laughs> happening in racing Queensland? <laughs> Well, we've got uh, plenty of meetings this week. We kick off, well, of course, we race to Ipswich uh, this afternoon, but we go to Cairns tomorrow. We've got a meeting there. We go to Eagle Farm on Wednesday, Townsville on Thursday. We've got a doubleheader on the Friday, Ipswich during the day and Toowoomba during the evening. And then back at Eagle Farm again on Saturday. We've got a couple of listed races there, the 1,400-metre Daybreak Lover for the three-year-old and the 1,000-metre Ascot Handicap for the Open Sprinters. So two listed races as we get really close to uh, kicking off the Winter Carnival. Uh, we also race at the Gold Coast on Saturday and the Sunshine Coast on Sunday. There's a few other country-provincial meetings in there that you can check out on the Racing Queensland website. Yeah, nice. Now, there's a, an emotional event, a special event Friday night in Toowoomba, isn't there, Chris? Tell us a little bit more about that. There certainly is. Uh, Friday night is the Daryl Gollan Memorial Race Day. And, of course, uh, most will know out there that Daryl Gollan, the father of uh, our champion trainer in Queensland, Tony Gollan, 
So that entire meeting is the, is the Daryl Gollan Memorial Race Day. And, of course, he trained more than 300 winners in his own right, did Daryl Gollan. And he was the part owner of uh, Del Rallo, who won the Doncaster back in 1975. And I can tell you guys, I, I used to hang around the stable a fair bit doing a few things. Daryl was often there, and he was always up for a chat, and he would not meet a nicer guy. So I hope it's a, a really big uh, event for the family on uh, on Friday evening at Toowoomba. Wasn't clipping you around the years when you were a young bloke coming through. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Probably the only one that didn't. <laughs> They're an institution, but aren't they? The family yeah, they are. institution they are. in the racing game. Oh yeah. Mm. We'll talk yeah, to you later. Yeah, well, very well known in uh, in Toowoomba, guys. So yeah, hope it's a good one. Anyway, talk to you during the week, Chris. Look forward to it. Have a good week. Yeah, Queensland is racing. The action continues this week at Doomben, the Gold Coast, and the Sunny Coast, of course, and also. For expert car service, you can always rely on Repco. Visit repcoservice.com. Now, Badge, we're going to look at our player of the round. There's plenty of really good players across the eight games, wasn't there? Very, very tricky. And um, I I was going to go with um, uh, David Fafita. Outstanding performance. But you know what? He was was one of so many good players Mm. in his side. They were were great. And I know you gave... The Delhi M points, and we both did. We gave our um, our votes to uh, Jared Wallace. Yeah, he was very, amazing, very good. And then Scotty Drinkwater led the, uh, the the Cowboys to their first victory. Some great performances there. But another Queenslander not playing for a Queensland club, Sam Walker, eighteen, second game in the top grade, and they were in tri- strife. The Roosters weren't they? And he just found a way. Had a ten minute period in. where oh. he was just untouchable. Outstanding. Had three try assists, and his very first try. In his second game of NRL, <laughs> especially that ten to twelve minute period at the end of the game that that ended up icing Cronulla in the end, it was. Mm. I'd like to say such that, composure. That's going to make the highlights real um, for Sam Walker, but it won't. By the end of his career, he's forgotten about yeah. that one. Go, You're exactly no. right. Uh, my my player of the round was uh, Panthers number six Jerome Lua, who surprisingly didn't get any points in the Dalian. But again, there were so many oh, good the, players around him. The, that Panthers side is primed. Like well, seriously, I, I I'm the massive Raiders fan. I, I love what they do, but. That Panthers side, if, if anyone is primed to win a grand final this year, it's Penrith. They've got a lot of energy, haven't they? Oh, energy and confidence and enthusiasm and youth. They've got so much going for them. And and, and some great experience around those mm. those young players too. Uh, and all a, a year better and wiser from last year's uh, grand final appearance. I, I can't pick a negative there. I look at Nathan Cleary as well, alongside Jerome Lua, who I think will be the maybe the 7-6 and six in New South Wales. Mm. But the, the game that Nathan Cleary is playing at the moment, the maturity that he's showing in his game, is he's gone to another level. That's oh, rock solid, isn't yeah. it? And you can see why they didn't let Matt Burton go early. Exactly. Bulldogs would love to have him right away. Yeah, yeah. There's the player of the rounds for both Badge and I. And uh, your local mechanic with the nationwide backing of Repco. Book online at repcoservice.com. This is Sports Day. Also for Kia. Introducing the all-new Kia Carnival. Australia's first GUV car. Now on Sports Day, the Kia Top 7, the Kia Sorento, winner of car sales, car of the year. Could have been the Kia Top 27 over the weekend. There were so many great performances, whether it's individual or team-wise. Badge, what's uh, starting off the Kia Top 7? Well, we haven't even mentioned. Jack, what are you doing? You you and your sausage fingers. (laughs) We haven't even mentioned Manly, and they got home on the back of a Daily Cherry Evans field goal. Clock to 10 seconds. Jerry Evans in perfect position. It goes to DCE and he kicks it. His 22nd career field goal gives Manly their first win of 2021. Great game. He knows how to ice a, ice a oh, game. 
He's just he's, he nails them all the time. That yeah. was over the Warriors, thirteen twelve. Great effort. It was a good game. It was a tough game. Yes. Yeah. It wasn't bad. Bad viewing. Number six in the care top seven. Well, the Dragons. Oh, they upset they? one of the other juggernauts, the Eels. Now the dummy straight through. Clean back to Dufty. Over he goes for St George Illawarra. They'll celebrate the Dragons. They're on their way to victory with nine to go. It's an Anthony Griffin coach side. When you look at it from the outside in and you know a little bit about Anthony Griffin, so tough in the forwards and have a good defensive mentality. They were kicking stones, Dragons fans, after round one. They yeah. got beaten by the Sharkies, I think, and got, didn't they? got lapped in the charity shield yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. good stuff. Uh, number five in the care top seven, David Fafida. Got his trifecta. Here's Wallace. Oh, the under-under for Fafida. Fafida, he's already got two. Put him down for three. David Fafita. He is a beast. He sure is. He was he? good. What a weapon. He was good. He yeah. was really good. Uh, number four, Sam Walker. Last 10 minutes in that victory for the Roosters up against the Sharkies. They were in all sorts, the Roosters. They were. You know, 60 minutes into the game, but there was a try to Tupo that he set up. There's another try to Brett Morris in the first half. He scored his first try in NRL and then the match winner to B. Morris. Bradley, left side. Sam Walker is over for a try. What a moment for the 18-year-old. He scores his first in the NRL. Sam Walker. He was great. Brett Morris, 11 tries I in know. five games. He just keeps rolling but on. They, they compared Old father to, time. They compared it to Phil Blake back in 1995. 95. 95. Yeah. Yeah, when he I was think the he Warriors. Had, I think he had nine or ten in the first four. I don't know what he got in the next round. So the way he's tracking, they're, they're, they're predicting that he'll score about 28 tries in the season. Well, yeah, you just multiply mm. by five and he's going <laughs> to score 55. Um, <laughs> the Reds scored a uh, home final in the um, – in the Super Rugby AU after they defeated the Brumbies. Yeah, good work. Number yeah. three in the Kia Top 7. Was no, no, no. He's done a great job, hasn't he, Brad Thorny? Thorne? Oh, they're, they're looking good. That's going to be – they should be playing the, the Brumby too. Yeah, absolutely. Number two, Kia Top 7, well, it was a nail-biter. Brisbane Lions AFL women's team, they secured a nail-biter against uh, the Adelaide – sorry, against Collingwood. Uh, it to... would be some sort of miracle. There's Norna. Has it tapped away from Hickey. Benici, who's trying hard all day, but the siren sounds and Brisbane celebrate. They're into their third grand final. Yeah, big moment, big moment and uh, pretty big scalp in front of them on Saturday. Number one has to be Scotty Sattler. You watched it, at least I've missed it. (laughs) Hideki Matsuyama, the first ever Japanese US Masters champion. It's okay. (laughs) Right down to the wire. Who protected that by one? Matsuyama is Japan's first Masters champion. Do you know what I love? I love listening to the commentators because they've got their final line ready to go. It's like when Woods won you know, 2019. You know, it's the return from – they've always got that uh, line, yeah. that one line they want to try and throw With out. Lots of time. You've yeah. got, what, six, seven hours of commentary every day <laughs> to think about that stuff. Plenty of time. Yeah, Kia Top 7. As we said, there was a lot of great performances over the weekend. This is Sports Day. Don't go anywhere. This is for Kia introducing the all-new Kia Carnival, Australia's first GUV. We're going to talk Hot Topic next, and it's all around Anthony Milford 
Will he be playing NRL this week? This is Sports Day for Kia. Introducing the all-new Kia Carnival, Australia's first GUV. Now on Sports Day, it's time for our hot topic. For expert car air conditioning service you can rely on, visit repcoservice.com. Yeah, thank you, Repco, for the support and uh, reports that are coming out of Red Hill, the home of the Brisbane Broncos badges that uh, many that went down to their training session today, of course, they played all the way back on Thursday. So Mm. they've got a pretty big... um, And they're backing up this Thursday. Yeah, against the Panthers. But those at training today uh, noticed that Tessie New was training with the the second squad. So when we say the second squad, the if they're doing sort of some sort of two handed oppose, mm. they weren't in the what would be deemed as the NRL squad. They're in the the rest of the squad, and also Anthony Milford was right. joining Tessie New as well. Brody Croft was training in the five eighth position, um, and. So I suppose the question is around Anthony Milford, their highest paid player. If the decision does come through tomorrow when the team list Tuesday and all the teams are announced, if he is left out of the 17 or 18, is it the right decision by Kevy Walters? Does he have enough depth there to replace Anthony Milford? Or should he replace Anthony Milford? Yes, he should. I think, yep. I think first of all he needs to. Anthony Milford hasn't been aiming up. He just hasn't delivered this year and hasn't for the last for, – for a long while. You could argue for that as, as long as you want to. Um, just they're pretty rare, his, his excellent performances, and million-dollar players are supposed to be doing that, you know, very regularly. Um, he just hasn't aimed up. And, and I think even if he was on 300 grand a year, I still wouldn't have him in my side mm. because he's not delivering. Now, is Brady Croft the best option at 5'8"? Who knows? That might be a great combination, him and Dean. Kevy had to do something. This side is going nowhere. Um, we keep kind of making excuses and saying, oh, they're getting better. I'm not so sure. I see some good things, but I see some good things in every side. Yep. I see some good things in the Bulldogs every week, and they're, they're not winning games. Um, he had, For mine, he had to make that decision, and he could be gone for a fair while if if they get close to the Panthers or, or manage to scrounge out a win. If he has to play Intrust Super Cup second grade, and he goes back to say it's South Magpies, your your old club. Does he go back as the number six and get him to work on his five eighth role, or does he go back as possibly a fullback? Well, I, that's up to Kevy. What does he see him as? Um, if you're Kevy, oh, I, I just don't think he's your, the five eight. I think they you try to get him to play fullback. Mm. Although I got I got to say, Zako's going pretty well there. Yeah. But he's, look, for mine, he still hasn't got the catch pass sublime skills that he needs. But he's catching the ball well and running yep. well. They've got some options um, at the back. But I, I would think either as a fullback or I'd, I'd be sending him back and saying give him 80 minutes and keep him around the middle, make him work, work, work. He needs fitness. He needs to get – he needs to be able to keep backing up an effort effort on effort. And it's, it's just not happening. You know what I saw on the weekend, you know, what they, on Thursday night, sorry, they're playing and they needed him late tackle count to try to spark something. But they just kept sort of trying to roll forward – and he was playing on the, as, as he does on the left side. Mm. He just kept running around to the right side, pushing Dearden out to take the kick. And, you know, unless he's been told you've got to take the kick on the last tackle, but Dearden's got a very good kicking game. Milford should be working the left side and either running it at the line and getting a late kick or, or doing something to tackle before. 
But he's just running around and pushing the halfback out and putting the kick in. I saw that at least three times. It was a bit strange to me. Upsets, he, upsets the rhythm as well. Well, well is, is he thinking about just letting the, them get to their kick and that's what he's got to do? Or is he mm-hmm. thinking about trying to play what's in front of him? He, he, when, you're, when you're a player of his calibre, you'll be looking at the guys in front of you and, and trying to work out who you can beat, how you can put a player through a hole or halfway through a hole so that you get a quick play the ball and roll off the back of that. I don't think he's doing that. Mm. So I agree completely with what Kevy's done. He needs to go back and work on his game, whether that's as, as a fullback or, or a middle player or a, or a 5'8", I don't know. And also, it's quite obvious that they're leaking a lot of points, so they've got to have someone there that, although it may not have the polish and the skills on a really good day like Anthony Milford's got, as long as they've got a great defensive mentality, mm. get to a kick, good kick chase, make your solid tackles. Carl Michael Hunt, would he be an answer? I don't know. I don't know. Is he an answer? I, don't, I think because he's playing well at Intrust Super Cup level, we think that he's going to be the answer at 34. But I'll tell you what he would do. He wouldn't let you down. He wouldn't let you down and he'd give you some spirit as well. Yep. He'd be up under your goat if you weren't doing anything right. And probably that's what they need. They need some maturity at the yeah. moment. I he don't would, even know if he's – is he eligible? He's not in there 30. He, he wouldn't be eligible. It'd He'd only be if they had a bunch of injuries and they could apply to bring him up. There is – there is going to be an understanding, I believe, introduced into the game where there's going to be a, another, through a period of the season, you can bring up players from the Intrust Super Cup and you pay, play them, pay them per game as opposed to staying in your squad and you can drop them down at any time. So they're not actually part of your squad, but during origin and injury, you can bring them up. And what a great incentive for those players at the next level down. Absolutely. Yeah, so we'll see what happens tomorrow when the team lists are announced uh, tomorrow afternoon around 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, by the NRL. To finish off the show, uh, the things that we may have missed. Um, Badger, I don't know whether you saw this on Sunday morning. I I got up to watch it. Uh, Aussie boxer Elaine Bridges, known as the Blonde Bomber, she fought a world title bout in only a seventh bout against uh, UK fighter Shannon Courtney. It was an absolute bloodbath. Did you see any... I, no, I saw, yeah, I did. I did saw yep. some photos. I didn't see any of the fight. So she got... Tremendous fight. Sounded like they should have caught... Well, they often they would have called it off just because she got banged on her, her, her eye was they clashed heads and her left eye was one of the greatest black eyes you've ever seen and bleeding too or just no it was just you know it looked like you could just prick closed. it with a pin yeah it was it was closed it was 10 rounds both fighters had never fought 10 rounds before they were both exhausted this shannon courtney from the uk who became the, she ended up winning the fight um unanimous decision and she deserved to win it as well based on the on if you watch the fight uh the scorecards but Every time she got banged by Elaine Bridges, and she's strong, and she got roughed her up, you think, no, she's gone here, the UK girl. She just found something different. Mm. She was amazing. So, Is it going to be a rematch? Yeah, uh, I don't think there will. I don't think it will be. But um, uh, it went through what, the 10th round. That's what Rocky said. That yeah, there was. went through the 10th round. And, uh, and leading into the 10th round, as she went back to a corner, the, the Aussie Elaine Bridges, she said, I can't see out of my left eye. Yeah. It's frightening. Oh, crazy. If it was about the fifth or sixth round, they probably would have called it off because it was the last round. They let it go, and it, it deserved to be let go as well because it's a tremendous fight. Should be back, but yeah. yeah. Hey, Justice Hooney. Uh, yeah, he, saw this. Did he stop this fight in the first or second it round? It was embarrassing. First Jack, round. Jack Morris, who was a big unit. It, it looked like the actual fighter he was going to fight didn't turn up, and they just grabbed a guy out of the crowd. He was oh, no. six foot eight, and it, it was it was dangerous for Jack Maris is his third fight to fight a guy like Jack, oh. uh, Justice Hooney. Yeah, who's yeah. who's 
just dominating. Well, he'll go into the Olympics, the Tokyo Olympics. Justice Hooney mm. is one of the favourites to win the gold medal in yeah, the heavyweights. Which is crazy. It's really exciting. You're a pro. Yeah, so you missed Augusta this morning. Yes, I did. Yeah, you missed it. Um, Bryson, how did my mate Bryson No, no, go? good. He no, go. He's a, uh, th- I think he's three over par in the final round. He was, he was pretty ordinary. I mean, he, he keeps saying that because he's got the long drive, he can he can basically dominate every course. But Augusta seems to... It's a bit trickier. Yeah, it just seems to be his... Uh, the, Augusta's a voodoo doll Yeah, of Bryson well, DeChambeau. It's like taking your one wood down to the local putt-putt. Yes. And full backswing. It's not going to happen. doesn't matter how long you can... No. How far you can hit it. If you can't hit it through the clown's mouth and do it to the <laughs> roundabout, and then you're not going to win. You just can't. <laughs> yeah. Now, another thing I watched on the weekend, I... I Urge everyone to go onto YouTube and check it out. The National Frisbee Championships. I'm, still, I'm telling you. Is this, is this people with their with their uh, dogs? No. Because <laughs> my dog. Hey, that, that might be a good, a good oh, addition. Oh, they, yeah. My um, border collie, she. Did she like frisbee? The late, she? she did, the late Molly. Oh, the border collie. collie. She loved a frisbee. She was so good at it. They just, because they're so light and they get off the ground. She'd get off the ground. What like about Maggie? Four foot. No, she'd eat it. She's a, she's a labby. So don't. the National Frisbee Championships really fun. It's it's the AFL meets the NFL. So you got seven players on the field. It's it's on a field. It's like forty helmets on, smashing forty five minutes wide, forty five meters wide by about a hundred meters long, and it's basically like AFL. You you know there's no contact. So I'm frisbeeing to you. As soon as you catch it, the defender's got to stay off. And if, you, if the well, what if frisbee, there's a contest for the frisbee? If the frisbee hits the ground or is intercepted, it's a changeover. It's really exciting. Oh, it's good. Doesn't sound. Have you watched it before, Jack? You Can you turn your well. No, I have watched it. Yeah. Did it, you like it's it? It's pretty exhilarating when they do a really long pass that keeps going and someone's diving like it's a like it's catching a baseball and they You've snatch got to be it. Fit it. Oh, too. Unreal. You Did too. you not play it at training? Offside touch and stuff like that. Yeah, we yeah. didn't play frisbee. Well, we used to use a frisbee. Really? <laughs> Someone forgot to bring the footies. Uh, what about the AFLW badge? Yeah, um, we mentioned earlier on the uh, Adelaide Crows. They're going to their two-time premiership winner, Chelsea Randall. Uh, she looks like she's going to be out. She's got a head knock, and yeah. there's a twelve-day compulsory stand-down for concussions. So um, they won it in 2017 against the Lions, and they won again in 2019. This is Adelaide. Uh, and now they're playing the Brisbane Lions uh, on Saturday. They're hosting this Adelaide Oval. And, um, yeah, Lions have been in twice and, and haven't won it yet. So, interesting stuff. It will be uh, should be a, a beauty. I think it's a standalone as well. Uh, they're trying to get it to be. Yes, yes. They're, they're looking sure. at one stage of it being a curtain raiser to an AFL game or, depending on where it was going to be hosted, or the, the AFL men's game being a curtain raiser to the, to the AFL women's grand final. Mm. So, but I think everyone wanted to be a standalone. So yep. good on them. And the Matildas, well, they had a – this is a friendly, wasn't it, against Germany? Yeah. Yeah, number two ranked well, in the world, Germany. They're not too happy about it despite it being a friendly. They got smacked. They were down 4-0. Yeah. Ended up losing 5-2. Mm. And they've got to play the Dutch on Wednesday. So that's um, – yeah, it's a tough – they're world number four, the Dutch. So Not bad. Tough one. Not bad preparation, but – this is Sports Day for Kia. Introducing the all-new Kia Carnival, Australia's first GUV. Welcome back. Sports Day. Gary Belcher, Scotty Sattler here with you. And, uh, well, the big event across the weekend, it always is uh, one of the hallmarks of the sporting cal- calendar, not just in the world of golf, was the US Masters. Finished this morning, our time. Incredible 
Uh, incredible finish, especially for the uh, the Japanese winner, Hideki Matsuyama. And joining us uh, is Ewan Porter, uh, Aussie pro golfer and PGA Tour commentator. Ewan, um, the, the US Masters, it just it tosses up something special every year, doesn't it? This was no different. It does. It really delivers year in, year out. And I know for me, I mean, it conjures up so many memories from the last 25 30 years of, uh, of watching it when I first got into golf. And, of course, who could, uh, who could forget, unfortunately, Greg Norman back in 1996 and then, mm. of course, Adam Scott claiming the green jacket in 2013. But, again, this year, I mean, it, um, it delivered. It looked like it was going to be a runaway finish for Hideki Matsuyama there at one point. But um, that back nine at Augusta, uh, you never know what you're going to get. You could get eagles. You could get triple bogeys. There's been so many calamities there in years gone by. But um, it was great to see Hideki uh, get the win. For, for the uninitiated or, or the, you know, those not super uh, heavy golf, golf fans, what, why is the U.S. Masters, as opposed to the other uh, couple of um, uh, majors in, in the U.S., uh, why is the U.S. Masters the, you know, the standout? Well, I mean, the place itself, Augusta National, is, uh, I guess, outside of St. Andrews in Scotland. It's, it's, uh, the, it's the pinnacle of golf. It's the holy grail, really. And um, everything about the place is just absolutely pristine. And, you know, they, there's the saying that uh, it all happens the back nine on Sunday at Augusta National. And, uh, you know, in layman's terms, if you hit the ball straight and where you're supposed to on that back nine, for, for an elite golfer, for the for the tour professional, they could easily shoot five, six under par on that back nine. But if you're just a little bit off, um, there's so much water that awaits that you could easily shoot five or six over. And that's why we've seen, you know, so many players uh, seemingly have the green jacket green jacket excuse me in their grass and then uh, you know they've let it slip through their fingers and mm. players like Jack Nicholas at the age of 46 in 1986 he had that shot that six under par 30 on the back nine to uh, to storm home and beat uh, Greg Norman again unfortunately so yeah I mean so much can happen there and uh, there's something just very very magical uh, about the place the eventual winner Matsuyama now his first Japanese player as you said badge and uh, and you and We've, we've always heard about the, the sheer wealth that Tiger Woods has gotten from his very early age of winning the Masters and, and throughout his entire career. Where could this potentially sit from a financial point of view for Matsuyama being the, the first Japanese, first Asian um, golfer to win the Masters? Yeah, well, um, especially given the given it's the year that um, Tokyo are hosting the Olympics mm. as well, uh, and with golf on the agenda there, it's um, you know, it wouldn't surprise me to see him lighting the torch um, at the opening ceremony as well for Japan. But I, I, I remember Jeff Ogilvie telling me after he won the 2006 US Open that um, it was a it was a 15 or 20 million dollar payday really in winning the event. I mean, you get a couple of million dollars in prize money for winning, but all the sponsorships and um, commercial endorsements that come with it, the appearance fees to play all around the world. I mean, your life literally changes overnight. But for Hideki, it's absolutely no stretch to say that this is a, a $100 million windfall for him. I mean, the amount of money that will come his way from Japan, which is a, an absolutely golf-crazed nation, uh, there's absolutely no question that um, <laughs> he's, going to be, yeah. he's going to be an extremely rich man. Now, uh, it's hard to watch some of those players and they come down that back nine, the back stretch, and Shoffley on the 16th. I mean, that was heartbreaking. Triple bogey really took him out of contention, didn't it? 
Well, it did. And I mean, that's again, that was uh, proof right there of what Augusta National can conjure up on the back nine because the shot he hit really was it was a good looking shot. It was straight at the flag. It just caught a gust of wind, came up 15, 20 feet short of where he wanted it to and uh, made a triple bogey. I mean, if it lands on the green, he's got a good opportunity for a two, walks away with three at the worst. But it was a shame for him. He's had he's had a couple of runner-ups in major championships. He's had about five or six top fives. Uh, and he's only 25 or 26 years mm. old. So his time, you think, will come. But, um, you know, it, it's, it's things like that that, uh, you know, it, it, you develop a little bit of scar tissue. So um, hopefully he can overcome that in the future. Mm. So Matsuyama, Matsuyama uh, one at 10 under. Zalatoris, uh, American, nine under was second. Then Shoffley and, and Spieth at seven under. Right behind that, Mark Leishman, along with John Rahm, who made an amazing run uh, today, but Mark Leishman, the best of the Aussies, but he had a one over par, uh, one over par round on the final day to be six under. Gee, he must have thought at some stage he was it was well and truly in contention, but um, just just couldn't quite get his game together today. Yeah, he uh, yeah he, he walked off. He wasn't. I don't, I don't think he was overly disappointed um, with his finish when he walked off that final green because he didn't never really got anything going that final day to really truly threaten. The leaders, um, you know, Hideki Matsuyama was six shots ahead of second place at uh, at one point. But you know, that's his second top five finish there at Augusta National, and the place really suits him. He actually came into the event with uh, less form than any of the other Aussies competing. He, he really wasn't playing that well at all. Um, but he'll be pleased with his finish. I think most most golfers around Australia were uh, not just urging him on to win you know, because he's a good bloke and it would be great to see an Australian win. But he also has his own beer, Leishman Lager, and he promised to shout every <laughs> single golf club in Australia uh, a case of uh, Leishman Lager um, if he had won. So I think <laughs> there were a few disappointed Aussies because that didn't uh, didn't eventuate. But yeah, he's, he's a great bloke, Leish. And um, again, you know, I hope his major championship comes sooner rather than later. We're chatting with... Uh... PGA Tour commentator Ewan Porter. Ewan, Cameron Smith, uh, two under for the day and, and ended up at three under and tied for 10th, which you would say is a respectable score. But given that last year he shot in the 60s each round, the first player, only player ever to do that, he would he be disappointed? And and the other thing I want to talk to you about is the difference in the course. Of course, they played very late last year um, compared to uh, to this year. Yeah, you're right. And look, I mean, the course conditions is exactly why he did shoot four rounds in the 60s last year. And Dustin Johnson shot 20 under par to win. Very soft in November last year. It was leading into the Masters last year. There was talk that because it was going to be so chilly in the month of November there in Georgia that it was going to play tougher. But that never eventuated conditions. They were still playing in low to mid 20 degree temperatures. And because it was so soft, players were able to just fire straight at the flag and um, there were no repercussions really for the ball bouncing too far or anything and it was uh, the polar opposite end of the spectrum this past week the greens were rock hard if you were watching you would have noticed that they were a little bit brown so even coming in with a club as little as a pitching wedge or a sand wedge a lot of the time the players couldn't aim at the flag and a lot of the time the ball was just bouncing over the back of the green uh, into the water and we saw that happen with Hideki at 15 today in the final round so there was a lot more precision um, and, and a lot more at stake with the approach shots into the greens because of how 
firm they were. And then because of how firm they were, it was uh, in turn, it was much harder to hold putts. And look, I don't think Cam's going to be disappointed with a top 10 finish. Uh, that's his third top 10 there at Augusta. Of course, he was runner up in November. But um, yeah, look, again, he never really truly threatened the leaders at, at any point. And um, I think to walk away with the top 10, I think he will hold his head high. Top one haircut. Hey, Ewan. <laughs> well, top one, bottom one, whatever category you want to put it in, it, uh, it stands out for sure. <laughs> now, you said it brings the best undone, and Bryson DeChambeau has, has offered so much. It's not a matter of how far, how far you can hit the ball. It's how smart you play these courses like Augusta. And again, he was underwhelming, would be fair to say. Yeah, he shot that second round, 67, and he made that comment... Uh, last year in November that the course really was a par 67 for him and how far he hit the ball and I've got a feeling that comment's going to come back to haunt him <laughs> a little bit because everyone goes out there and expects him really to shoot a low number having made that call but it doesn't matter how far you hit the ball at Augusta National I mean there's so many intricacies with that golf course you've got to have every facet of your game on song otherwise you'll come unstuck and I actually liked um, Adam Scott's comments at the end of uh, round two having played with Bryce in the first couple of days he it was a subtle little dig at him saying that um, you know there were a few times that he snuck it out there with him and a, a lot of the reason for that is that there's no run there um, really at Augusta National even though the greens were were firm the fairways weren't and it was all carry and Adam hits the ball the fairway himself and uh, it's, it's, like I said there's a, there's a lot more to it than how far you hit it uh, at any golf course you play, but particularly Augusta National. Mm. Well, he didn't have a good uh, four days, did he either, Adam Scott? Um, before we let you go, no. he, you know, what did he finish? Well, plus 11. Um, how difficult is it? I know you've won, won tournaments yourself, but you also would have had days where it's and, and, and events where it's just not happening. How difficult is it in that last round when you know you're not contending? you just got to try to keep your head down. Yeah, and I mean, especially, you're right, and especially for someone like Adam Scott, who's who's won there and won over 30 tournaments around the world. It, it is tough because he expects himself to be in contention, and he has been so many times there at Augusta National that to go out there and, and finish dead last out of the guys that did make the cut, it would be extremely disappointing for him when he was really just making up the numbers on that final day. Uh, look, I mean, you've, he's got three other majors to to look forward to for the rest of the year. But um, I know I actually had a couple of games with Adam here in Queensland when he was back here last year. And he talks about the fact that he knows he's only got about a four or five year window left of uh, his best golf before he is past his prime really. And uh, there's a little bit of internal pressure on him to perform well at all the majors. So it's, it's got to be very disappointing for him. Mm. Did you take his money? <laughs> only only because he gave me about six or seven shots start. <laughs> nice. Um, you're being very generous. Hey, uh, we really appreciate you giving up your time for us. You and uh, what's what's next on the calendar? Is it the the British Open? Uh, PGA Championship in about a month. The US PGA that is at uh, at Kiowa. Then you got the US Open at Torrey Pines in June, and uh, the Open Championship over at uh, Royal St George's in England in July. Jeez, I've got to check my calendar again, haven't I? I'm way You're out. close. Yeah, I was You're close. close. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, we'd love to talk to you again and, and uh, appreciate your thoughts on the US Masters, you and Porter. Thanks for joining us on Sports Day. You're welcome, guys. Anytime. Thank you. This is Sports Day. We'll see you again tomorrow night. Badge, Jack, thanks for joining in. See ya. <laughs> and listeners as well. Yeah, for Kia, introducing the all-new Kia Carnival, Australia's first GUV. See you tomorrow night.
Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.